It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three billionaire playboys. One, but also sometimes two lowly entrepreneurs. One chance to hit the big bucks. If you've seen Dragon's Den or Shark Tank, this is the same as those. But not similar enough to constitute any sort of legal action. This is Rat's Nest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rat's Nest. It's the only podcast hosted by three multi-billionaire playboys. It's a show where lowly entrepreneurs pitch their business and product ideas in exchange for big money and cash dollar bills. I'm Sherman Michael Shank, and these are my biggest dollar bad boys. I'm talking about Jeremiah St. Babe. Money, 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 money. Hashtag money. And I'm talking about Hank Ass. How's it going there, Sherman? Hank Ass at us here and ready to talk about... <laughs> What makes the world go round? That greasy green. Thank you. Money dollar bill. That filthy lucre. People don't talk about this enough. Money is a filthy thing. Ooh. And guess what? I'm I'm the piggy and I'm in the pigsty. And I'm rolling around in it and I love it. There's nothing better um, <laughs> <laughs> than rubbing your hands in some money and then calling it a day. Calling it a day. I have a faucet that uh, is connected to a pneumatic tube <laughs> that is connected to a uh, bank vault. And uh, it, of course, what that means is that when I turn on the, wa- the water to wash my hands, money comes out. And then I rub my hands on the bills and I leave twice as filthy as what I went in. Speaking of that, Jeremiah, you had a coin shower that we told you to, that you needed to get rid of because you were getting pelted by coins. Yeah, it really hurt. And also, no one told me this, but the coins came out super hot. But you know what I switched over to now for my little fun thing to play with filthy money? What I do mm. is I have a room just filled with porcelain piggy banks. And it's a room full of them, and they're filled to the brim of, you know, assortments of cash. Cash, coin. Dinero, sure, yeah. And the room is filled with them and various hammers. You know how regular people or kids like to burst open, uh, you know, bubble wrap? It's like that. It's a tactile, fun thing, but it's a bundle of cash. Yeah. We know about bubble wrap, but we also understand breaking open a piggy bank with a hammer. That's yeah, you not... could have just gone with that. <laughs> we know what that is. But it, it's equally fun, you know? Are you saying that you no longer have your bubble wrap room? Oh, so the bubble wrap room had to go for to make room for the uh, porcelain piggy bank room. This is like when a regular person swaps out the foosball table for billiard table. For billiard, bubble hockey, the list goes on. Bubble hockey? Yeah, you want to elaborate on bubble hockey? Yeah. Well, like you know, yeah, yeah. That. Well, you know, it's like that thing. It's like foosball, but there's a big dome over it. I've seen it at bars. Okay. It's like a dome, <laughs> so you can't interfere with the puck and the players. If I'm not allowed to, to, to pick up the puck and whip it in anger, 
I ain't playing. But you better buy those up before they become, you know, as rare as the uh, as rare as the unicorn. Of which we are the final three co-owners, and I'll have you all know that in my timeshare uh, time with the unicorn these past several months, I have treated it very well. Haven't seen it in a while. I forgot whose turn it was, and I was worried that it was under my care, and I forgot about it. How is our little princess, Striker Eureka? She's doing very well. She's granting me wishes. Aww. More or less what I ask for. They're not. It's not like a full monkey's paw kind of ironic granting anymore. It's just sort of like it's a little bit off, but it's adorable. It's all you can ask for with a heavily inbred unicorn. I found my experience with Striker, Striker U is, uh, with Sue, as I like to call her, my experience with her is that anything I wish for tends to just come out... Um, it's like what it's basically what I wanted, but it's like a puffy kind of like squishy rounded corner version of it. So you ask for a car. Yeah. And it's just I mean, it still works somehow, but it's like, you know, it's, it's like puttering, puttering smoke like a cartoon. Again, it's not fully ironic. So, for instance, when I asked Striker Urethra to make Striker Eureka. <laughs> Eureka. Right. Eureka. Yeah, you know, we named her. I said, make me a professional basketball player. And then I received a phone call that I had been accepted to the Beijing Tigers. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That is yeah. a professional basketball team, I think. Yeah. That is very monkey's paw. I went over and I played and there was some ex-NBA guys that I knew. I said sort of, hey, it's Anthony Randolph or whoever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's not where I wanted to be. It's not... You know, it's not the big time. I was making what? I was making fifteen thousand a year. That's not enough. That's not enough. <laughs> but it's like it's like not enough to to complain about. You know. No, she gave me what I wanted. You right. know, and then I said, "Make me an NBA player." And then she made me like barely make the league. Like I got a call from the NBA, and they said, "You know, we want you on one of our rosters." And then I played, and then another guy got healthy, came off the injured reserve, and I went back to Beijing. <laughs> and I was like, "Striker, Eureka, you're giving me what I want, but come on here." But then she just got she blinks in her eye, her perfectly curled eyelash. It's too much. You can't stay oh, mad at her. Oh, she's so adorable. She's beautiful. You can't stay mad at her, and you can't be specific with her either. You know, you try to get specific on any of these wishes, and it's she finds a way around it to keep it kind of exactly what you wanted, but not at all. Still, yeah, she's funny. I love our girl. She crawled into my bed the other night and tried to make love to me. Oh Jesus! If this is another roundabout way to try and convince me that we need to get her spade. I'm going to walk out of this podcast. We need to get her spade. We are not touching her. She is perfect as is. She's in heat 90% of the time. So turn the temperature down and lock the door when you go to bed, all right? I do. She's a unicorn. She gets into my room. She's got a hundred ways in there. I, I woke up one night and she was sneaking in through a tiny crack in the window. She can make herself small. She's she horny. Remember, yeah. She's in heat. She needs to be spayed. Well, Hank, maybe you should consider uh, not wearing, wearing such few clothings at night. <laughs> I'm training with Kimbo Slice to beat up my brother, and I can whip your ass right now, Sherman Michael Shunk. You victim blame me. I'll cancel you to fucking you death. You know as well as I do that the last time I tried to ride the unicorn, I fell off and bumped my head, and that was my fourth lobotomy that I had to get, and that was the one that removed my ability to feel fear. You know he physically cannot fear you. You know this. You're the only person I know who still gets cosmetic lobotomies. I gotta look good, and I gotta feel good. You take the chisel up the nose for a little tweak. That's true. You know, I was with you on one of them. You wanted your brain to be not as, like, 
lumpy. Well, it's just like you're walking around and your head is just full of all these noises and screaming and yelling and 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 it's like, oh, enough is enough. I don't want to do this. I don't want to think about this anymore. Like, I want nothingness. I don't want to see or hear anything. I don't want to feel anything. I don't want to think about my son. So I go down to the lobotomist, my guy, and yeah, he puts the ice pick up my nose, gives it a couple taps, bing, bang, boom. And the first thing you always say to me after you get your lobotomy is, the next time I want to get a lobotomy, tell me not to. And I always do, and you always make some excuse why this time you really need the lobotomy. Hmm. You know, Hank, it's not until you say that that I realize, yeah, I have also been enabling. And I never really realized that. I've not. That's not what I'm saying. I haven't been enabling. I've been fucking gaslit by this creep who wants his lobotomies and then he doesn't want them. And he's, oh, oh, oh. And he doesn't remember. I remember. I got receipts. The lobotomies are bad for you. Everyone in science knows this. Stop getting them. And I'm saying that I encourage him to get them because he doesn't. He has warned. But I say, you know what? That's what you want. Get it. You're right. I, I continue to enable the guy. <laughs> You're saying that about yourself, and sure, it sounds accurate, but I'm not saying that. Stop saying you're right. We're not agreeing at all. No, no, you're, you're 100% on the money with that. It's just I have been enabling the guy, and he's a friend of mine, and I care about him, and I really agree that you should stop getting him. Well, listen, I'm uh, I'm not going to apologize. You know, I it is not my fault that a byproduct of having these lobotomies means that I simply, in a legal point of view cannot be held responsible for my own decisions sherman multiple judges have legally disagreed with your assessment here (laughs) you've you've used this argument in multiple very public court cases and it's been thrown out immediately every time and every time you say the same thing no and you're 100 percent right and i agree with you and and I'm glad that you're on my side. You two are really testing my patience today. Between you two and the fact that I didn't get any sleep last night because that fucking virile, unspayed unicorn kept creeping in and telling me, shush, shush, this'll be good. I don't like this. My world is closing in on me and I only got one good thing in my life, though. I'm dying to hear it. My training with Kimbo Slice is going wonderfully you sound thicker hank you sound thicker you sound swollen kimbo slice has a saying we don't skip leg day because that implies that we're coming back to leg day someday we eliminate leg day for a full functioning happy body you gotta do the whole thing you gotta focus on legs you know at least a quarter of the time come on no kimbo slice says there's four quadrants of the body front of chest back Front of leg, back of leg. So we've eliminated all leg and back. We're just doing chest and arms. No triceps. I am fully front loaded because the way Kimbo Slice says it, when you're in that backyard and you're ready to fight your brother, you only need a couple good pops and that all comes from the chest and arms, baby. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. So you're going to look like one of those posters like of a cartoon, you know, strong man with the little, little legs and like that hulking, upside-down, triangular, hulking upper body. Kimbo said I'd look like that except stooped over because my weak, weak back wouldn't be able to support my gorgeous front quadrant. Hank, um, I'm sorry to cut you off. I don't know if I brought this up last time we talked about it, but I'm like 99% sure that Kimbo Slice died <laughs> maybe about four years back. And well, if- I, you know, you've been posting a lot in, on in, on your Instagram uh, of you and, and, and this man who you known to be Kimbo Slice, and I have to say, he doesn't quite match my memory of uh, of Kimbo Slice. 
listen, if this man isn't the real Kimbo Slice, I'm in trouble. Wait a minute. I, Sherman, are you sure? I'm I'm about, you know, now that I've looked it up, I'm about 100% positive that Kimbo Slice died in the year 2016. Oh, no. Hey, who have you let into your inner sanctum <laughs> I don't to know. teach you all of this? I, I don't mean, know. I just want to clarify. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to the original and late Kimbo Slice. Whoever this man is, he swears he's Kimbo Slice. And who knows? <laughs> Maybe in the backyard wrestling fighting world, Kimbo Slice is like John Smith. I don't know. Maybe it's the name that everyone is called. Okay. All right. So operating on the assumption that this guy does know what he's talking about, you're feeling good. I'm not ready to fight my brother just yet because I have a very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very top heavy now, top and front heavy. I went to my doctor and he said it was the, the way that I'm working out was the equivalent of if you don't work out your back and then just keep adding heavy breasts. Oh, I see. I see. So you're going to get back problems. The way I understand why women get breast reduction surgeries. Yeah. I, it's, you're just piling it on. I was trying to explain to my doctor, like, I understand you don't have to keep comparing it to breasts. And he kept comparing it to breasts and licking his lips and rubbing his little hands (laughs) together every time he made that comparison. He's, I don't like my doctor, but he's the best. I don't know. This guy does not look anything like Kimbo Slice. He's 100% not him. I mean, Kimbo Slice is dead. This man is, is what? He couldn't be over 5'2". The guy, he's got orange hair. Maybe the whitest man I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah, Kimbo Slice, white, 5'2", <laughs> small. It sounds like a Kim No Dice, my friend. Oh, wow. So what is new with you guys? You guys know that I've started my project CN Tour. That's my project to erect a second gorgeous tower. In fact, we did break ground at... The Rogers Center for the uh, for the second tower, but we've run into a bit of a snag. You guys know I'm a you know I'm a, I'm an actual billionaire, but I'm a PC Optimum Points trillionaire. So I uh, bribed the city with those, and well, you know, long story short, those won't fly. So I've gone ahead instead and used the points to buy the building materials, and uh, well, anyway, they shipped a bunch of ice cream sandwiches to the middle of center field at Rogers Center. And uh, I guess, you know, they thought it was groceries I was buying. So anyway, we've broken ground. We're trying to build this tower now out of ice cream sandwiches. And uh, oh boy, uh, it's not looking good. By spring, this thing's going to melt right down. Yeah, Yeah, you might, you could call that off now, I think. You know how that's going to end. Now, here's what I want to say, fellas, because our personal lives are all sounding fraught in different ways, but also with positive glimmers of progress. For instance, me, training with Kimbo Slice to become very heavy. Jeremiah, making it work with your tower full of frozen treats. And Sherman, doing something good, I assume. But I want to know, real quick, because this is the rat's nest. This is about investments. This is about entrepreneurs investing their money into new products that are going to define the economy of tomorrow, today. What new products are you excited about? What are you invested in? What are you producing? What's up? Uh, Just very quikly, very quickly, I just want to get in and get out. The Nikkei Index, that's the Japanese stock market. They're all, it's all the rage right now. You got to get all of these. You have to get them all. 
It's the Pokemon Seal. This is good to hear. Snorlax is out. Seal is in. I don't know anything about the world of Pokemon, but I will say this. One time a man in a Pikachu suit said, hop in. I got in the suit. <laughs> I got in the suit with him. And we walked around the two of us. Uh, and people would come up to us and they never suspected there were two. And we spent all day together and we never exchanged real names. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the greatest day of my life. Uh Sherman, what's new on the docket for you? Uh, well, guys, I got a brand new service. It's hot. It's picking up steam. It's reverse burglary. Okay. You get home to your house. The door is ajar. What's going on here? You look down at your feet. There's dirt and, and things are shoved around. Your welcome mat has been shifted, but there's a $20 bill. Who could have left this here? Huh, strange. Reverse burglary. We get in. We swap out your old stuff with brand new stuff. It's, hot. it's a hot ticket thing. You walk into your kid's bedroom. Boom. Congratulations. Now you got two kids. Well, fellas, I am excited to tell you what I'm working on. It's a service I'm working on with Judd Apatow for Judd Apatow movies. It's called More, Longer, More <laughs> of That. And it's a, it's a service where you can um, write in and let's say you have a copy of The 40-Year-Old Virgin uh, and say you have the director's cut. And it with 40 more minutes worth of jokes <laughs> yeah. of even more things that Steve Carell says when the chest hair is getting, you know, waxed off his chest. Even more of him saying, Mama, yeah, yeah, no, no, or Cincinnati, Ohio, or, you know, the various, various random things. It's a great service for people for whom the director's cut is not even close to enough. People who watch the original film with its driving momentum and its motor, then watch the director's cut with its continuous grindings to a halt of narrative momentum in order to repeat five versions of the same joke. Uh, and they th said to themselves, this is an improvement, but it's not enough. We are promising more, longer, more of that. We have director's director's cuts, triple director's cuts. Wow. We, we have copies of funny people. Featuring two hours of bonus footage of Aubrey Plaza just trying out new material on stage. <laughs> That's incredible. It's an absolutely immersive experience that makes each of these Judd Apatow movies and beyond feel less like uh, cinematic events and more like hanging out with people who are living unremarkable lives. I, and I love this service. I've been, I've used it already, Hank. I don't know if you know this. I'm already a customer. The fact that you got Sandler on for an unlimited part deal, you can put him in whatever feature you want. And yes. I cannot wait for Uncut Friends, six-hour feature with Adam Sandler, just hanging out with his friends. Uncut Friends is exactly right. And it's, you know, it's, we started with Apatow. We are expanding into the Sandlerverse. Uncut Friends. It sounds like he's hanging out with Monica, Phoebe, Ross, uh, Joey, Chandler, uh, and is that all that I'm missing? Rachel, uh, uh, Ross's girlfriend, uh, Danny DeVito when he was in that episode. It, it, it's endless. Uh, what's the question here? <laughs> <laughs> what you, sorry, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't think I understand. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. It sounds like uh, with Uncut Friends. Oh, yeah. Uncut Friends. Oh, yeah. That you've already busted into that universe, too. I see. You're piggybacking on Uncut Friends. <laughs> that would, I, I, I didn't even think about the show Friends. I was thinking about how a movie like Funny People, for example, just seems to be Judd Apatow throwing as many of his friends into four hours as he can fit. 
So this is un- this is an uncut version. We get eight hours of Sandler hanging right. out with the guys and the girls. This is good. Yeah, some of these movies are so fun. If you want to see a blooper reel. We took it out of the credit sequences. We put them into the f- pictures themselves. <laughs> oh, so now man. each scene ends with five to 45 minutes of alt takes, redos, wow. and conversation <laughs> about the way that this is feeling to the actors and the people in charge. I mean, the way I see it, I can, I can completely see a family sitting down. It's COVID times. They're trying not to interact with people outside their household. They put in the new Ghostbusters. And it's 45 minutes at the end of every scene of, you know, you know Melissa McCarthy trying out new lines. Yes. How to, she, know, she, says, she says, that's going to leave a mark. Wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. So that happened. You're going to get <laughs> movies like, you know, you're going to get every version of every movie that come out like the movie Boyhood. This is going on forever. When is this going to end? Because it's about life, you know. You can make that feeling happen in every movie. Yes. And I am working with Richard Linklater on a follow-up to Boyhood yes. uh, of the sort you're describing, where instead of seeing those formative years, we take that same 10-year window and smack it into the middle of a life, and we follow a man from 39 to 49 as he slowly changes a bit. Wow, wow, wow. Hank, this is incredible. It's it's funny to me because it really does align with a product that I wasn't going to pitch today, but I just want to piggyback it off of what you just told me. You guys know pop stars. We're developing at St. Baby Industries Flop Stars, wow. which is wow. essentially you put in a compact disc and it's one track and it's the artist of your choosing getting ready for the day, getting into the booth, doing various vocal warm-ups, piccolo minis, etc., doing arpeggios. This isn't even the stuff you find on the cutting room floor or whatever the equivalent no, is, is in the music studio. this is just before they stay yeah. that they're yeah. rolling. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Everyone's curious about the process. Everyone wants a peek behind the curtain. And as the Wizard of Oz showed us, there's nothing more satisfying than seeing it was actually just a small man with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. So... Sherman, what what is new with you, my friend? What's new with me? God, I've been going through this weird thing with my son. He's kind of, I, th- I don't know if he's fucking with me or something, but he joined my old band. Uh, yeah. Broken social scene. Broken the social band scene. you're talking about is broken social scene. Thankfully, he hasn't started joining my other bands, which was my greatest fear is that he would decide that, you know, oh, I can do all of my dad's things better than him. Oh, I can be in broken social scene. Oh, I can sell heroin to the Beatles. I can oil up D'Angelo better than him, which is frankly bullshit. Yeah, uh, we, learned, ask we, learned last, we learned last episode that you had a lot of strange peripheral roles uh, to various bands throughout history. Yes, I was, I was a very, uh, you know, I played pretty significant parts in quite a few musical outfits. And now all of a sudden my son is acting like he can do a better job as the 17th, 18th member of the band than I ever could. And it's upsetting. Hey, I mean, Sherman, that's great news. Your son's into something. He's following in his old man's footsteps. I don't know what there's to be upset about. It sounds good to me too, Sherman. I mean, it sounds like this could be an excuuse to bond, a reason to bond with your son. You're no, both... excuse. No, you were right. Yeah, this is a excuse. nice excuse to bond with to your bond. son, it's... finally. You shared interest in music. Maybe you and your son could start a band together. I don't know if it's going to work out that way, guys. Why do you say that? Because I can't get anywhere near the band. Not after what happened. What happened? Guys, I fucked everybody in the band. 
We're talking Kevin Drew. I'm talking Brendan about Canning, Kevin. I'm talking Feist. about Brendan. I'm ta- of course my ex Feist. All the others. Grover. Smooch. <laughs> Big T-boy. Bird. T-Boy. T-Boy. The wow. RZA. Toronto's RZA. <laughs> One of the former mayors. One of the, yes. I'm sorry, Mel Lastman? Mel Lastman was briefly in Broken Social Scene. Ironically, my first man. The six dad, that former city councilor, what was his name again? That old man who always tried to talk young, Norm or something. That's a lot of people. Toronto Raptor Damon Stoudemire was briefly in Broken Social Scene. Uh, one of the yaks from the uh, High Park Petting Zoo was in Broken Social Scene for a second. One of the one of the uh, mountain yaks. Those two old guys from the Muppets who shit yes. on the sketches. Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. They mostly did skits between the songs where they said, uh, if you're listening to this, it's too late to skip the song you just listened to. <laughs> right. And you know yeah. what I heard? If you ask them, their favorite uh, part of the album was the end. So yeah, I mean, I can't get anywhere near the band. They won't talk to me. Not since we fucked. <laughs> fucked all of them. And we're talking about every member. We're talking about... <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, uh, even newer members. I'm talking about Torquil Campbell. Ed the Sock, Canada's foremost rude puppet, Ed the Sock. Okay, wow. Of course, you're talking about Ian Hanamansing of uh, <laughs> right. Broken Social Scene. And let me tell you, Ian Hanamansing, Ian can make a man sing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah, we'll take a break. <laughs> Uh, we're back from our break, and we're listing more members of Broken Social Scene. <laughs> Just trying to confirm that you've really slept with all of these. I mean, everyone yes. that you've listed so far, yes. Well, let me just say this. I'm impressed. Um, I understand why the band doesn't want you around. I'm starting to get a little more context into why you feel a bit betrayed by your son. What I'm going to propose now is start a new band. Yeah, I mean... I- I could get everybody in there. I could get I could get D'Angelo in there. I could get Ringo and Paul. Yeah, you could start a super group with you, D'Angelo, <laughs> Ringo Starr, and Paul McCartney. This is a great idea. I'll start my own band. I'll get back at my bastard son and my ex-vice. Why don't the three of us start a band? That's Not- exact. You took the words right out of my fucking fat mouth. I would love to be in this band somehow. Would you? Can I be? In are you serious? You would do that for me? Everyone, state which instrument you play the best and which you would like to play in the band. Starting with you, Sherman. I mean, I'm most proficient with oils. Um, you want to oil us up? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'll say drums. And you know what? Classically trained in theremin, but I'm good with vocals and the vibraphone, my friends. All right, so we're going to have a vibraphone, <laughs> a drum, and the guy oiling us up. It's not the classic setup, but it could work. Well, fellas, I think we've done it again. I think we've done it again. (laughs) Holy moly, I think we got to know each other. We got to hear about each other's troubles. And I hope that next week we, you know, things will progress in our lives. Hopefully things will get better for us. Hopefully we'll start this freaking new band and it'll be great. Oh, my God, the new band. Oh, that's one small step for rock and roll. Am I right? I'd say it's a pretty big step for rock and roll. One big step for rock and roll, one giant leap for rock and roll. (laughs) Well, I want to thank my two rats. I'm talking about Jeremiah St. Baby. Hey, money, 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 money. Money! And Hank Ass. Uh, what he said. 
<laughs> and I've been Sherman Michael Shunk. I hope you'll join us next week in the rat's nest. Take care. Bye-bye. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.